This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Right, welcome back, 403-974-8255. Now, someone else in Texas to say we need to bring back the death penalty for people that kidnap, rape, and murder people. She should be dead, not volunteering with children. I responded to this person. I said, well, it's kind of a moot point because Carla made a deal to avoid a murder conviction in the first place. So it wouldn't have mattered even if we did have the death penalty. Uh, he says, well, if the Crown wasn't a bunch of weak bleeps, they would not have offered that deal. Well, they did, but that's the problem. Let's go to the phones here. Some time for your calls. Uh, Jen, welcome to the program. Um, hi, Rob. Yeah, that's uh, the point's already been made, but I was going to say exactly that. Is I have two um, young kids just going through the process of starting with the school board um, as of last year, and um, they go to one of the alter- alternative programs, so lots of volunteering is required, and their dad has a trafficking charge from uh, being 18, and um, he's now close to 40 and is not able to volunteer in their school. Yeah. And you know, so it's left all on me, which, you know, that's fine, but... If she's able to go into schools and be around children, um, you know, it's just it just really it's really disheartening that that we're able to let some of that stuff pass and and uh, people that you know are valid members of society now and have you know committed crime in a very young age and minor crime that uh, they're not allowed to do so, you know. And the other thing I always say, their dad and I are not together anymore, and I always say, you know, if I offed him in. Uh, Two years ago, I'd be out before the kids were in kindergarten. So, I mean, I think our, I think our legal system and uh, justice system needs to take a really hard look at how people are convicted. Yeah, I think you're right, Jen. Well said. Appreciate the phone call. I mean, it's crazy to think, you know, as other people have pointed out, it doesn't take much to have something from your past prevent you from volunteering at your kid's school or coaching your kid's team. Uh, this is a pretty big thing in her past. So that's the line. Look, if she wants to move on with her life, have kids, get married, she can do that, right? There's there's no stopping her. And if someone wants to hire her to do a job, I guess that's their decision too. But certainly, it shouldn't be a situation where she's around kids. I, I don't think that's unreasonable. Because as other people have pointed out, that's supposed to stay with you. Doesn't seem to be here. Let's see what Stephen has to say. Stephen, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. Uh, I, I know a lot of lawyers retired and retired judges. Now, I'm not a lawyer, but uh, I uh, fortunately, I did work in school. And uh, I mean, the scrutiny that uh, you have to be going through, I'm not going to go down that road. But if you have a plea deal and the Crown can find that you lied or misled them, that plea deal is expunged. And to prove all this is, remember her lawyer, when he found the tapes, he was disbarred. And in order for a law society to disbar a lawyer, I mean, he, he, he did something really wrong. And she did not tell the truth. She was supposed to be a battered wife, if you remember that. That's what she claimed, yeah. Yes. And that's the other reason I think they gave her the plea deal, because... She wasn't a willing participant. Like I say, I'm not a lawyer. But if you have a plea deal and the Crown can prove that you lied and anything, that plea deal is non-existent. Yeah, that's an interesting point, Stephen. I appreciate the phone call. You know, could that have been revisited once other facts came to light? 
Obviously, they felt they needed her at the time. They needed to get Paul Bernardo convicted. And they cut a deal. And that happens. But I think his point is, well, what came out afterwards? I I don't know. I don't know that you can undo all of that, right? And here we are now, more than two decades later. I think it's all a moot point in that sense. There's no going back now. So what do we do going forward regarding Carla Homolka? Uh, This is uh, John. John, welcome to the program. Rob, good afternoon. How are you? Pretty good, thanks. Good. Uh, this, oh, this whole situation, I find, is quite appalling and on several levels. First and foremost is the justice system in Canada has let down Canadians again, and it happens time and time again. Having Carla Homolka volunteer in a school is about as ludicrous as having that uh, Asian gentleman from the Greyhound bus that decapitated somebody and ate them. That's like Greyhound bus hiring him as a bus driver tomorrow. This is preposterous. Now, we can't deny the fact that she did her time, but understanding the mindset of a criminal. So she's done her time, but you cannot change somebody's mind. Somebody who's that warped or is wired that way, you can't change that. They will always be that way. There's something wrong with them psychologically, and they pose a risk, and therefore should not be around children. Therefore, she should not even have her own children, in my bold opinion. And even more so, when you look who her husband is, her husband is the brother of her lawyer. What kind of warped individual would marry a serial killer and a rapist? And how would a school allow this to happen? Because it puts their children at risk, and it can't be denied. So it starts off with the justice system failing our country on a major basis. But then for a school to fail to protect the children that are so very important to our society is unbelievable. Yeah, good point, John. Thanks for the phone call. Certainly, I think it was a failure. What, 1993, I guess it was? I don't know that we would call this yet another failure of the justice system. The justice system is done with Carla Homolka. Right? So there's not much the justice system can do either way either to, to keep her from doing these things or to allow her to do these things, it's, it's done. She's finished with the justice system. Uh, I think there are a lot of questions that need to be asked of the school and the parents there. How much of a risk is Carla Homolka to come in and start killing those kids? Probably a minimal risk, but it's an unnecessary risk. Just as, you know, someone who had a drug conviction from 30 years ago is not a risk to kids, but that's enough to keep them from volunteering. So why on earth would someone with this kind of a conviction, even on the plea deal, get a pass on that? That, that doesn't make any sense. All right, let's see what uh, Chad has to say. Chad, go ahead. Well, um, the previous conservative government instituted some, uh, some laws for harsher penalties for people that have done crimes, especially crimes that are, are real rough, like, like what Homolka and uh, Bernardo did. And recently, the liberal government has made efforts to reverse those and are relaxing some of those laws. My question for you is, do you think that the relaxation of these laws or moving them for harsher penalties are going to open up the door for guys like Bernardo to get out and, and for that matter, give opportunities for people like Homolka to work in locations like they are right now? I I don't think so. I I don't know that anything the Conservatives introduced uh, affected Paul Bernardo at all, and I don't know that anything the Liberals are maybe thinking of revisiting would affect him at all. So I, 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 don't, I don't see how it would. 
I just uh, my thought process on it is, is that you know they can come back uh, into court and the case of anyways and, and suggest that he's rehabilitated and uh, he's already been. He, by the way, he's already been labeled a dangerous offender. Okay, so the, so that again, designation still exists. Well, not well. It can't be reversed. Well, there, there's going to be a time where they're going to say, "Okay, Mr. Bernardo, he's a model prisoner, and you know we we think he's going uh, to be reintegrated into society, and with a potential relaxation of the harsher penalty laws that the conservatives introduced uh, happens, then I think that might open up a door for well, him. Well, like, no, to follow that crack, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't at all. Obviously, his there's no. You can't change someone's penalty retroactively, even if you wanted to argue that somebody like Paul Bernardo today would get a different kind of sentence. You don't get to go back and change his. His sentence is what it is. There, there no, there's no law the liberals could change that would affect his sentence at all. Interesting. Yeah, I, just, I thought it was a good question. I, I'd be interested to hear uh, a lawyer's take on it, but thank you for taking my call. Okay. Appreciate it, uh, Chad. Thanks for that. Um, so I, I, We haven't really seen a whole lot from the liberals in terms of what they want to undo. And I found a story from October of 2015. It said six pieces of legislation on the liberal hit list. The Fair Elections Act, Bill C-51, the anti-terrorism bill. Bill C-24, the Strengthening Canadian Citizenship Act. Uh, the changes regarding temporary health benefits for refugees. Uh, the ban on niqabs at swearing-in ceremonies. Uh, so I don't know what else in terms of the law and order agenda the Liberals might revisit, whether it has to do with mandatory minimums, et cetera, and I'm not sure what, if any of it, would apply to to Paul Bernardo or his situation going forward. Uh, he's probably going to die in prison. Problem is, though, the family's got to go through this exercise. You know, again, it always seems to be something. All right, anyway, 403-974-8255. We've got a break here for the bottom of the hour. Much more still to come. Stay with us. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.